Don't look at my dead plant. I'm killing all my plants. I don't know why. Yeah, what are you doing? No, this one looks like it's sprouting some new, though. Yeah, but the other two are dead. There's three in there, and mm. one of them is mm -hmm. alive. So Kira Knightley ate it, and now whatever this is also ate it. <laughs> sorry for the sniffles i think it's because i never open my windows windows i'm still recovering from i had a cold i did not have coronavirus no we went home for kat's birthday to tampa to get tattoos and just hang out with our parents and our mom made thanksgiving dinner which we left there but mom froze it kathy's an og yeah for real because we need that food. <laughs> but our dad had a cold and he gave us both a cold. The first day I had a runny nose. And then the second day I kind of just was coughing a little. And today I feel great. I went to the gym. Um, Yeah, no, my nose was, I just had so much snot coming out of my nose that I was constantly blowing it for three days. And today's the first that I can actually breathe out of my nose, which is nice. Yeah, mine was the opposite. Yeah, mine's a cement wall inside my face. Yeah. A brick wall. I just, you know, when you keep blowing and you're like, how how do I still have snot in my face after I just blew into 10 tissues? No, that because was I mine. always have the opposite. So weird. That's why I ate some spicy food yesterday. I had spicy food today for lunch. Did it help? Yeah, actually. I think oh that's why gosh. I can actually breathe now. I put so much sriracha. You saw me. I yeah, I so did. so much sriracha. <laughs> stressed me out. Oh my gosh. I burnt my mouth, but I could breathe last night yeah, while I, I had... went to bed. A vegan Chinese food pre-made bowl thingy. Oh. And um, it was like orange, quote unquote, beef. And it was it was quite spicy. I was... Wolf. I like was eating slices of banana in between each bite because I was dying. Also, other people also thought that Piglet was naked. Our mother knew it was a sweater, but dad thought it no. was... No. Mom thought no, Piglet mom was naked. No, mom thought and dad Our friend knew. Mike, I literally called him and I was like, is Piglet naked? He, Mike thought Piglet was naked. Multiple people messaged us and were like, I didn't know Piglet was wearing clothes either... Piglet is, in fact, wearing a leotard. <laughs> They're all naked cat, except right. for Pooh Bear has a shirt. I don't shirt. know how I knew. Something, there was something that happened that I knew it was a Occasionally, shirt. he'll throw on a scarf. Like Yeah, the little scarf he wears, yeah. It's so controversial, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> so Piglet is wearing Piglet a is in sweater fact, leotard. Wearing a, it's not a sweater, I don't care it's what you It's sweater <laughs> material. Have you ever hugged Piglet? No. Okay. Well, anyway, it's like fuzzy. This week. We're here to tell you why. A Christmas Carol. Are you not going to put the whole thing in there? Okay. <laughs> Jim Carrey in Disney's A Christmas Carol. Is tragical. <laughs> Longest working title. You thought mine was long. It's the least tragical movie. Also, this movie was not liked. I don't. I don't know understand why. why. It's. So, I think maybe because it's spooky. It is a little spooky. No, like literally on IMDb, it had a six point eight or something. It was offensive. What is I was this upset. Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. Look it up. 
Well, yeah, it's not great. Um, it has a fifty-two percent on the tomato meter and then an audience score of fifty-eight percent. That's offensive. It's yeah. so good. It, I I do quite enjoy I'm it. I'm upset. Okay, I really anyway. wonder if it's because it's a little scary. What does that have to do with anything? I we should read reviews later and figure this out. Okay, we can because I quite enjoy it. I don't understand what part of it they didn't like. It's just a know. good movie. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I have some fun facts since you brought me some fun facts. I'm so ready. So the first source I have mm-hmm. is the Quincy Community Theater in Quincy, Illinois, and the article is by the beautiful Dan Conboy. Love that. So in this article, uh, I pulled a couple of facts out. It only took uh, six weeks for Charles Dickens to write A Christmas Carol. Okay. This is one of the most timeless pieces yeah. of written. Anything. I guess it was a stage play to start, but yeah. this is like one of everybody Literary, has seen. Yeah, a Christmas Carol in some form. Six weeks. Okay. Like, what was I doing six weeks ago? <laughs> Not, Not writing a Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's so cool. He I like started that. writing it in October, and he finished it in at the end of November. This masterpiece that's of amazing. a story. That is really cool. What the fuck? Yeah, what are we doing? I can barely form a thought in six weeks. Yeah, fair. Me too. Also from this article, Fan is actually the name of Charles Dickens' sister. Oh my god, poor child. So, Ebenezer Scrooge, in the movie, his little sister's name is Fan, and that's actually Little Fanny. Little Fanny. Little Fanny. Little Fanny. I'm such a fan of the name Fan. I know you hate that. I love weird names. Yeah, you like old names. I do. Yeah. I would totally name my kid Fanny, and she would just what literally about, have to get over it. What about Ebenezer? Ebenezer? It just reminds me of Ebenezer Scrooge, right, so I don't fair. think I'd go for it, but I do think it's a cool name. Yeah, it Ebenezer. is a pretty, pretty cool one, I think. It's pretty fun. Okay, next, IMDb, the famous movie website. Mm-hmm. They have a little trivia link under the films. Oh, my gosh. Well, First of all, I read them all. And were you, you going to utilize that? Holy crap. Yeah. There was some good stuff in there. We're going to post the links in the show notes, but oh my gosh. I literally pulled two of my favorite out of like... A bajillion? 40. Nice. Fun facts about this movie alone. These are some of my favorite ones. This is from IMDb, A Christmas Carol, Trivia. Ebenezer Scrooge's appearance in the film is identical to the marionette version of Scrooge in Robert Zemeckis' Zemeckis? Zemeckis? I don't know where I feel like it's like Zemeckis. It. I think it is Zemeckis. Last Christmas-themed movie, The Polar Express, which came out in 2004. So there's a part when they're on the yeah, train. Yeah, 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 And there's a room in the train full of discarded toys and puppets. Mm-hmm. And the one of Scrooge... Is Jim Carrey? Is literally Ebenezer Scrooge from 2009's Disney's A Christmas Carol. I feel like I see that in my head. Isn't I feel like I can so picture that. that's so crazy? That is really cool. I literally am picturing it in my head. But I knew exactly did, what you were talking but about. But how did he know in 2004? Okay, so the movie came out in 2004. How did he know in 2009 he was going to be doing this movie? I don't know. It's really weird. Maybe he'd been planning it for that long. Or just... maybe the Scrooge in the train car, he melded his face with Jim Carrey's with Jim Carrey? face. You okay. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to post a side-by-side. Yeah. Because he's like when it's like mocking too. him. Yeah, yeah. It's like being mean to yeah. the little kid oh, in the boy. Polar Express. Does he have a name? I feel like yes, but I don't remember it. It's probably not great, like fan or anything. Jim Carrey um, does... The voice of Ebenezer Scrooge, mm-hmm. obviously. He also does all the voices of all the ghosts. Which we found out. Yeah, when we were watching it. 
the voice of the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Yeah. Not the ghost of Christmas future. Do not call him that. It's offensive. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that's what I wrote in my notes. Okay, these are my <laughs> last two facts, but they kind of correlate. Oh, wait, I have another one. This is the first Disney animated movie to release in IMAX 3D. Oh, that's cool. Isn't oh, my God. Could you wild? imagine seeing this fucking movie in IMAX 3D with all the jump scares that are in it? I would poop my pants. This is a horror film. I literally wrote multiple <laughs> times when I got scared. So, um, I goodbye, would love goodnight. to see this in IMAX. I'm no. so mad I never did. And you know I hate going to the movie theaters. So, the fact that I'm saying that is big money, baby. Goodbye. I hate that. The last two facts I have kind of correlate. So, Jim Carrey's only project with Walt Disney Pictures is this movie, A Christmas Carol. Oh, shit, yeah. But Mm -hmm. before this Disney film, Jim Carrey was given the option to voice Buzz Lightyear in Disney's Toy Story. He declined the role. We got Tim fucking Allen. And we got Tim stupid fucking Allen. Tim asshole to children Allen. If you guys don't know. Tim (laughs) Allen hates children. No cap despises children. He's such an asshole. Not in like hates them. He's an asshole, not in a fun Ellen DeGeneres way. He's Mm -mm. just an he's just a fucking asshole. He's awful. And it's also is a Trump supporter. Yeah, well there's that. This is a political podcast. (laughs) He hates children. Anytime he had to do anything for either the Santa Claus or for um, Toy Story that involved children, he was the absolute fucking worst. There are literally interviews of him with the kids from freaking Santa Claus and it's awful. It is so awful. It's literally uncomfortable and painful to watch how fucking horrible he is to these kids. That's why when everyone's like, oh, the Santa Claus, I'm like, I can't even look at Tim Allen. I hate that Buzz Lightyear's voice is Tim Allen. I also, I love the Santa Claus. Those movies are so, well, the first two are good. The third one is kind of iffy, but I also loved Home Improvement. That was one of my favorite shows. It just... That was so bad. I cannot recover. <laughs> I did it once during trivia and I did it really well, but um I think it's because my throat is fucked up from the snot. I'm gonna go with that. You but probably then, were all just drunk and everyone was like, that was so That's good. also very probably that was true. So good. But yeah, I just he's such a horrible person. I hate that Woody is literally America's father, Tom Hanks. Yeah. And then Buzz Lightyear is Tim Allen. Yikes. Yeah, it's not good. Anyway, those were my fun facts. I love those. Did you like them? I did. I very much enjoyed them. I love these fun facts. I'm so happy we started. Even though it's extra homework for me. I have another fun fact, but it's later on in my notes. Okay. And it also might just be me being stupid that I couldn't figure it out. But when we get to it. Whatever it is, I'm excited. I'm pretty sure you will probably have the answer, and I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like under pressure now. And when I read it, I was like... My word. How did I not figure this out? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. just a blonde moment. Which doesn't happen often for you. I'm usually the dumb one. Yeah. So no, I was literally I like, hope I know oh, it. I get it. I get it. But let's get in there. Let's get in there. You know how it starts? Um, A dead Marley. Well, there's a book first, but yeah. <laughs> I was excited about the book. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't put a book in Oh, no. I did. I put book. Do you know how this movie starts, Kat? <laughs> a book. <laughs> It's a just like it's just like Snow Cinderella, White. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. The Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. 
Just like Chicken those. Chicken Little. Just like those. It's just like it. Ichabod and mm-hmm. Mr. Toad. Mm-hmm. How come every movie we've watched starts with a book? We haven't watched Chicken Little yet. It's but a you recurring did theme. <laughs> we haven't watched Sleeping Beauty either, but I just know. That's, we haven't yeah. watched Snow White either. I hope we never do, but. I love Snow White and Cat hates Snow White. I don't dislike the movie. I don't like her voice. I'm I understand it was the time. It is just very hard for me to listen to. It very much hurts my ears just like this What about that don't you love? Well, when you do it, it's way worse. Oh, (laughs) interesting. (laughs) But even when she does it well, it's not good for me. I've been told when I get hearing tests done that I hear very high-pitched sounds a lot better than a lot of people, and I think that that's why maybe I don't like it because I have really good hearing, too. Maybe that's a Van Lingen thing. Maybe it is. You know when a TV is off, but, like, it's not all the way off? The screen is just black? I can hear that. And it's ear-piercing and painful for me. I hear people talk. Walking across the room sometimes. See, mine's not just like noises. Mine is literally high-pitched sound. I can hear like dog whistles, which humans should be incapable of hearing. When I got my hearing test at Disney when I worked there, because if you work in attractions, you have to get a Mm -hmm. hearing test every year. Mm -hmm. So I went to go do my hearing test and I got put into a tiny little glass box. Yep. And they put headphones on and you get a little clicker and you have to click every time you hear a noise. And then another guy came in and they put him in his little box. So he was kind of administering two tests at the same time. I'm sitting there and I'm clicking whenever I hear a noise, no problem. And then I'm starting to get like really anxious. Like I started to feel really, and I've never felt that way before, but I literally started to feel like like I couldn't breathe. The guy who started his test after me left, he printed out his little results and handed it to him. I'm still sitting in this box with my clicker and it's still playing noises in my ear. And then I started to just really freak out. I felt like I was having a panic attack, which I have had a panic attack before, but it Mm. felt like that. So I opened the door and I was like, am I done? And he was like, oh, you have to start over. You opened the door. And I, I literally told him no. I was like, no, I'm done. Like, whatever information you have, that's what you have. And I literally have never, ever felt claustrophobic ever again. And I never felt claustrophobic before that. Weird. And it wasn't until, like, that other guy was there. Yeah, he started his test and finished his test while I was still sitting in that box just having a weird panic attack. So I thought maybe he forgot about me or something. Right. But also I was feeling really anxious. Isn't that so weird? That is really weird. I have never felt claustrophobic in my life. Yeah. Except for sitting in that weird box at Disney having my hearing test. That's so weird. When I was a cast member circa 2013. It was just like a weird faux pas. I have that all the time for no fucking reason, and I take medication for it, and I still have it. so sorry. Next time you feel anxious, I'm going to think of that box. Yeah. And try to rationalize When you yell at me for not being able to make phone calls. Cat can literally physically... I can't. I can't. I wish I I could make it make sense. I I genuinely wish I could make it make sense, because it doesn't even make sense to me. Making phone calls, going places by myself I've never been before. It's not talking that's the problem. It's not... Is it just the ringing? You know when you pick, you dial a number and you pick it up and you put it to your ear and it's like, I don't know. No, I, Melissa, I wish I could tell you why or what it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. If you want to be our therapist, hit us up. Please, I actually 
We need help. Definitely. We both definitely need a therapist for two very different reasons. But anyway. Anywho, moving on from not even talking about this movie. Now that we've talked about my one and only time feeling claustrophobic on planet Earth and Kat's fear of making phone calls, we're in A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Mm -hmm. And we're also in a coffin. Yeah, we are literally staring into the face of a dead man with coins over his eyeballs. Mm -hmm. That's how this movie starts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's horrifying. It, no, it, it very much is so. Starts out great. So, Marley is dead. Yes. Mr. Marley is dead. Scrooge is there with the... Coroner? Undertaker. I don't know, yeah. He's the what? guy, he has coffins, and mm-hmm. he's gonna put Mr. Marley yeah. into the ground. Whatever that man's occupation is called, he's Back there in as well. whatever time 1843. This is. 1843. Is that your final guess? No, that's, I oh, you Googled for, it. No, oh. I'm 100% positive it's 1843. Oh. oh. So wait, so actually seven years before 1843, you do that math, if you would like. Oh, I'm not Jesus. going to. We're just gonna say seven years before before 1843. 60. <laughs> Katrina, 40. 40 minus, 43 minus 7. <laughs> Wait, 40. How did you come to 30? 1843 <laughs> minus 7. anyone wants to know why I dropped out of college. Girl. It is anyway, not. the Undertaker. I'm just going to call him the Undertaker. Sure. Is that even a career I path that people I had? I, I don't just know. Corner. He's corner? A, he's not dissecting him. He's not okay. going to give him the little so, CSI Scrooge. chest cavity cut. He's not <laughs> doing any of that. Scrooge is there to be the witness that, yes, this is that, Marley. That um, I like to call him Bob, Bob Marley, <laughs> which I kept calling him because she fucking called him Bob Marley. So I kept calling him fucking Bob Marley. It's Jacob. Jacob Marley. I just like to rename everybody and everything and then nobody knows what I'm talking about. You guys should play fucking Mario Party with her. She has renamed between her and my dad. I couldn't tell you the names of any of them, honestly. You guys, please only refer to Toadette as Thumbelana from Please. From this moment forward. And according to my dad, Waluigi oh, is Walnut. Pom-pom is porn star. Yeah. Waluigi is a walnut. And Rosalina is slut. Don't know why. Her Even her eye is covered. Like, she's very covered. I don't I don't understand why my dad thinks she's a slut. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> Bob Marley's dead. Fucking Bob Marley. Scrooge's partner, Bob Marley. Jacob also, Marley. Also known as Jacob Marley. Jesus. Is deceased. Yeah. And apparently Scrooge is there to witness his death and then he has to pay for the coffin and the burial burial I guess. And it's two tuppence. Yeah. So he has to pay the man. He gives him one. The undertaker is literally like, Bruh, give me that money. Just keeps there waiting with his hand out. And then he leans in. Very close. Creepily close to him. This and is it's where I'm so, freak me it's out. It's so scary. Yeah. The Undertaker dude is scary. Mm-hmm. And then he gives him another tuppence. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me what a tuppence is? What is the monetary value of a tuppence? I feel like I it's a lot know. of money if it's freaking you're just what paying is there? this There's guy like two. a crown, a shilling, a tuppence. I'm just saying words. I don't know what any of these things mean. You know mean. more than I do. I couldn't even tell you what is the lowest denomination, what is the highest denomination in that. The only reason that. I know what a, a tuppence is is because of freaking Mary Poppins. Tuppence bag. Tuppence Feed bag. the birds. Cat loves birds. Cat wants to give all her 
tuppence to the birds. I fucking don't. If I had any tuppence, the last thing it would go to is birds. Anyway, so but yeah, he gives the man more tuppence. Mm-hmm. The child who is a, I, I guess like the apprentice, apprentice his of the child? undertaker, his nephew. His... I don't know. His acne is rough. What though. are they called? His ward. Sure. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. I think apprentice is. Correct. There's a child present, and it's yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, and um, this is before child labor laws for sure. And he's about to put the top of the coffin on Mr. Marley, and Scrooge stops him and is like, nope. And he takes the two coins off of Marley's eyes. Yeah. And then he says, tuppence is tuppence. Tuppence is tuppence, <laughs> baby. Um, yeah, and then he is walking back to his office. I'm sure they don't call it an office in 1843. Maybe they did. His a place establishment, of work. his place of work. Yeah. And he walks by some carolers and he glares at them and they all start kind of muttering. They're like, <laughs> like humming almost. He calls children playing in the snow, just having a good time, delinquents. That we're just building Scrooge's character here. Yeah, yeah, point. he's doing really great. So, so far he has taken money off a dead, dead man's man. eyes, uh-huh. horrified some, just some casual singers on the street, and called innocent children literally just building snowmen delinquents. Yeah. He seems like a great guy. Uh, he seems really nice if you We ask love me. Scrooge. They show a scene in this that's I don't think in any other Christmas carol that I think I've watched where they show a giant table and a feast being prepared for the mayor and then children beg for food. Yeah, that's at very the interesting. I feel like I read in one of the things that yeah, that's from the original book and but that's only in this adaption, but I could be wrong because I was reading through all those fun facts. Maybe it was in the IMDb fun facts. But I feel like that makes sense because it's kind of showing the whole point there's literally destitutely poor people mm-hmm. and there is the mayor who has a 400 seat table. Yeah. Banquet. Right, where he could literally feed their entire city. It is literally showing the gap, yeah, of the Mm -hmm. wealthy and the poor Mm -hmm. in London in this time. And then there are children playing hoop and stick. Which I love. That's a good time. I think I'm going to stick with The Sims. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay, great. Yeah, me too, I think. And then the hoop and stick children see Scrooge and they get the fuck out of there. Yeah, they kind of yeet Yeah, because he's obviously a demon. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he goes into his establishment mm-hmm. office. I don't know what to call it. I don't even know what business, honestly, that Scrooge is in. I could not tell you. He's like a um, a debtor. He's a, He like holds people's mortgages. So he's the person who loans them the money for their mortgages. So he's kind of a... It's a loan office. He's basically a loan officer. Correct. He's okay. a... Yeah. So he... Yeah, he's a loan officer, I would say. Great. It shows the sign of Scrooge and Molly. And then this part is so cool. This is also how the 1999 version shows the passage of seven years. Really? That's is cool. With, it shows the sign of Scrooge and Marley, and then it... The paint starts Shows like the chipping. paint start to peel away, yeah. and the M kind of falls. Crick. And then it's seven years later. Seven years later. Christmas Eve. I love that. I think that's such a cool way to show the passage of time. It's really cool. I love it. And we come across Mr. Bob Cratchit. Okay, can I tell you guys right now, one of my all-time favorite actors of all time is Gary Oldman. It's kind of ridiculous. He's so fucking talented. As tiny little Cratchit, he broke my heart. He's so small. He's like, what, three foot? Well, apparently in Charles Dickens' novella, Mm. he was described as a small man. So Bob Cratchit is 
really his only employee. And Bob is freezing. They only have a candlestick lit and he's trying to warm his little fingers on the candlestick. His little frozen fingies. He's so cold. Love him. And he's staring at the box of coal, just like wishing he could bust that bitch open and light bust a real fire. Open. Right, honestly. And then walks in Ebenezer Scrooge's nephew, Fred. Who is none other than Colin Firth. It is Colin Firth. Yeah. It's, who looks like Colin Firth. Yeah. And it's just Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. I love Colin. He's a good guy. Bridget Jones is dying. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. What a fucking movie. I love that movie. So I also much. wish we could watch that and rate that on this podcast. Because Why don't we? We'll do it for Patreon. Maybe we'll do it for Patreon because I watched that movie way too young. Way too young. Bridget Jones as a fat child. Really? Bridget Jones was an icon yeah. to me. She's such a fucking queen. Anyway, he comes in and he's yeehawing about Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and Scrooge calls it a humbug. Bah, humbug. The most famous line, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. from A Christmas Carol yeah, is Scrooge for sure. saying bah, humbug. For sure. Which yeah. means what to who? Nothing to anybody. It just means <laughs> fuck it. Fucking hate it. And then Fred invites him to dinner. Mm-hmm. And Scrooge is like, you keep Christmas in your way and I'll keep it in mine. He's like, you can't even afford your wife or your house or dinner. Who the fuck do you think you are? Right. You know those memes where it's like the person with the nails and then they it's like Spongebob with <laughs> nails yes. and the eyelashes? I just see like Colin Firth in this <laughs> with a fucking purse. like Just being like... Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Present. That's, that's what I'm picturing in my head right now. I hope you the all know what I'm talking about. The fact that he even still entertains him, though, just shows what a good person Fred is. Well, he is. literally even says at one point, he literally says, why can't we be friends? He was like, I don't mm-hmm. understand why you have to be this way. Like, why are you the way you are? I just want to enjoy our time because we're the only ones left in our family and I want to invite you to holidays and I want us to have a relationship and Scourge says fuck off bitch I just stand Fred you can't yeah. help but to stand Fred no 100% he's just like a great guy in every adaptation he's great he's number one yeah and then Fred leaves mm-hmm. and the next people into the loan office <laughs> mm-hmm. yes two two dudes that are working for a charity yeah charity Workers, charity organizers. Yeah. And they're like, so uh, we're trying to get some money for people who are less fortunate around the holiday times. Uh, and we're trying to get some money and to yeah, would you be like, a little bit more fortunate. Would you like to make a donation? And Scrooge says... Oh, it's prison and workhouses and it's all of that. Asylums, are those Are not? those closed? And they're like, uh, no, they're they're working well. They're fine. And then he's like, well, if they wouldn't, if they don't want to do that, then they Maybe should they just, shouldn't be poor. They should just go ahead and die and yeah. decrease the, the surplus, surplus population. population. And the charity organizers are essentially... They're shook. Dumbfounded. Yeah. I, what do you say to that, though? You know what I mean? What do you say to that? I don't know. It's really evil. I'm a fucking mean person, and I even... That's evil. People cannot help their circumstances. No. Most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Nobody on this earth deserves to die. Mm-mm. That's a horrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. It makes me really sad. Anyway, so the charity organizers leave, dumbfounded, as most of us would. Right. And Scrooge tells Bob, I guess you you want Christmas Day off. You're just 
taking my money. You want a free day of pay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Bob is just so small and so cute. He puts his little jacket on for him. Cat's pointing her fingers together and doing the... The TikTok thing where you point your two fingers together. He's so cute. He's so small. And then he's like, thank you, Mr. Scrooge. I'll be here extra early on the day after Christmas. You have a great evening. Goodbye. Good night. He puts on his little coat for him. And, and he fucking runs. He runs <laughs> he out the door. It. Yeah. That's me every day out of work. I'm like... Honestly, same. So then Scrooge is on his way home. And he has a big, scary mansion, which I... Okay, I wouldn't call it a mansion, but it is a big house. I think for those times, it's a mansion. And for somebody who's so concerned with penny pinching, it mm-hmm. seems very tuppence pinching, question mark. <laughs> tuppence pinching! It seems very bizarre to me that he would have, yeah, like he won't even let his employee burn coal at work, but you have a giant house and you have no friends, no children, nothing. He, Why do you have such a big house? He also... Do you think if, it's a status thing? I guess kind of, but I also, I, I don't know because he doesn't even use half the rooms in it because they show it later like there's just boxes he's so obsessed with money and status that he has to have this big house do you think that's it I feel like that's really the only explanation because otherwise, yeah, what is the what point is he gonna of live in? It? Yeah, exactly. I think it's just a status symbol. Maybe yeah. Because he does not need a house that big. No, he walks up to his giant ass house and his knocker turns, turns into, into a Bob Marley. <laughs> Bob Marley's ghost. Spooky. Okay, let me tell you right now. Um, this part. Scared the poop out of me. This is another jump scare. Another jump scare for sure. I'm pretty sure I yelled. And let me tell you, my favorite movie genre is fucking horror. I literally love horror films. So this movie's great for you. So the fact that it spooked me really says something because I don't get scared that easily. So Jacob Marley shows up as the door knocker. Mm -hmm. And then it's staring at Scrooge and Scrooge is staring at Marley. And Marley's staring at Scrooge and Scrooge is staring at Marley. And then Scrooge reaches out. To Marley. And all his teeth fall out. And then it jumps at him. Yeah. And this is the first time Scrooge falls to the floor. Which is going to happen. Quite a bit. 45 more times throughout this movie. Yeah. So anyway. He has 900 stairs in his house. My next note is. (laughs) So he finally makes it up his stairs 43 days later like he's already very slow because he's old he he's very he's a very old man i don't know what his he's old i think he's just decrepit you know when you're just nasty and your body just turns nasty because you're nasty Mm -hmm. like he's probably like 52 but maybe yeah and he literally walks very slow and then the fact that he has um like a three-story house and his bedroom is on like the third floor (laughs) on the 45th floor (laughs) of his penthouse he's gotta take the stairs all the way up i mean there was an elevator Elevators, what other option oh, do we have? So no, anyway, yeah. he's sitting in front of his fireplace in his room and he's eating like porridge. In a pot still. It's not even in a bowl. It's still in the pot. And he tells himself. He gives himself the willies. He gives himself the willies. He's freaking out about the door knocker thing yeah, still. So he's, he's got a little bit of anxiety. I yeah. would call that anxiety. I'm going to start calling my anxiety my willies. Exactly. <laughs> and then he's sitting there and... The little bells, which mm-hmm. were for what, like the they're help servant. or whatever, yeah, they're like servant which he bells. clearly doesn't have because he's such a tuppence pincher. Right. One of them starts 
to shake ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. It like moves back and forth in a very creepy way. And then it starts to shake harder. And then all and harder. four of them start and going. And then all four of them start shaking. Fucking weird. Crazy. It's so scary. And then the, they stop. And then there's footsteps getting louder and louder. Chains rattling. And like and a dragging. Like a heavy dragging noise. It's so fucking scary. This is a horror movie. Yeah. On This part especially is like really bad. I feel like the doorknob starts shaking and mm-hmm. then it stops. Mm-hmm. And Scrooge goes to yell. This is humbug. Again, his favorite <laughs> word. And that's when... All these giant metal boxes wrapped in chains, these ghostly metal boxes wrapped in chains, come flying through the fucking door. And there's, like, six or seven of them. Like, there's a lot of them. And they're, like, slamming onto the floor. And then freaking Bob Marley's ghost comes <laughs> flying in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not Bob Marley. I mean, I feel like this would be a better time if we just had some some German, some reefer, and some We're fucking German. Jamaican music. Oh, it would be a whole different movie. So Jacob Marley's ghost comes floating in, and this man looks very dead. He he looks he looks I like mean, he's, he's a ghost, but he looks like he's deteriorated. He looks like shit. Yeah. yeah, he's spooky. And Scrooge is like, "Can you can, can you, you sit, sit down?" <laughs> got me really good. Like, honestly, for as scary as this movie is, it still has the Jim Carrey humor. It's pretty, it's funny, it's scary, and then it's funny, and then it's scary, and then it's funny, and I hate it. It kind of takes you on a little roller coaster. It does. You're like a Christmas roller coaster watch this movie. This is a Christmas roller coaster. (laughs) And then, after he tells Marley to sit, he's like, I don't believe in you. Mm-hmm. The, the dude's sitting next to you. I don't I don't know what else you really want from him. And this is my favorite line. Yes, it in is. This adaption, every adaption of this film. I know you didn't even have to write it down. You probably fucking have it memorized. I know you do because you said it before he did during the movie. So I did write it down so I wouldn't fuck it up. But I uh-huh. do kind of know it by heart. Yeah. Marley asks him basically like, why don't you believe in me? Mm-hmm. And Scrooge says, you may be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of underdone potato. Potato. There's more of gravy than grave about you. I don't know why that line specifically... Well, first of all, he didn't eat any of those things. He's eating fucking porridge straight from the pot still. He's basically saying, I probably just have diarrhea. I just have food poisoning and I'm hallucinating because it's fucking 18 whatever. 43. There's more gravy than the The grave grave about about you. you. I don't know why it's so... He wrote that in six weeks. He wrote this in six weeks. (laughs) Oh my god. I literally can barely form a sentence most of the time. Yeah, y'all hear us. We are illiterate. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It is pretty good. Also, they didn't have Tums back then or anything, you know? No, if you were gassy, you were fucking gassy. If you had heartburn, you probably thought that you were dying tomorrow because... For real. And then Scrooge basically asks, what's with the chains, bruh? Why you got all these chains on you? Yeah, are you into, like, BDSM? Like, are we... Yeah, what's going on? Are you Rihanna now? Bob Bob Marley's become Rihanna. Are you Rihanna? (laughs) Jake is basically Jake. Like uh, these are the bonds I formed in my life, and I have to carry them around with me in my death. And I'm always moving. I always have to move. Can't As stay a in one spirit, place too long. I cannot stay in one place too long. I'm constantly burdened with carrying around the 
chains I formed in my life. And then he tells Scrooge that seven years ago, when Bob Marley died, Scrooge's were just as long as his were. So imagine seven years later how much longer they are. Yeah, he's Scrooge only become fucked. worse since Marley's death. So, a big yikes. And then Scrooge is like, but you were such a good businessman. And Jacob is like, that does not literally mean anything to anybody in the living world or the dead world. Which is very accurate. Amen, Bob Marley. I agree. And then (laughs) this part really freaked me the fuck out. So, Mm -hmm. Mom, Marley has not really looked at Scrooge once. He's looking above him, next to him, over him, whatever. This time he gets in his face and his eyeballs look at him and focus on him one at a time. So his little left eyeball goes boop and his right eyeball goes boop. It's pretty scary. And it freaks me out. And then, and then it just gets worse. His whole jaw breaks and he's trying to keep talking and he can't because his jaw is literally hanging on by like a singular tendon. Um, So he starts trying to like move his mouth with his hand to make him talk. And then he has the tie around his head, I guess, to hold his jaw together. Apparently it does this all the time. So then he ties it up really tight. So it kind of fixes itself and then readjusts. It really fucking freaks me out. Is that also when Jacob totally gets his droplets all over him? Can you feel ghost spit? Either way, just looking at it is disgusting. I don't like saliva. So basically, Jacob Marley... I'll call him by his appropriate name, mm-hmm. has not been convinced that his friend understands the severity of his penalty in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, you know what? I'm going to send you three ghosts over the next three nights that are going to show you some shit. Mm-hmm. Verbatim what he tells him. Yeah, basically. And then he pieces the fuck out. He yeets himself from his window. Oh, he whip and nays his chains out the fucking window. Yeah. This part is pretty cool because I feel like it shows more than a lot of the other versions of this does. It shows a bunch of other ghosts that are also carrying chains, but it really solidifies how much shit Scrooge is in because all these other people have short chains with one metal box or maybe like 10 to 12 links worth of chains. Maybe just some shackles. Right. Marley was literally, I'm not even kidding, carrying probably 10 of these boxes with chains. Mm -hmm. And Scrooge is going to be even longer. So like him looking out the window and seeing just, there's like a guy in like a straight jacket. There's like a whole bunch of insane people, like murderers and stuff. There's like somebody walking around with a knife and he's got a chain with like five links on it and one metal box. So, like, he's saying your fucking life is shit and your afterlife is going to be even fucking worse. And then one of the ghosts hears him kind of scream because he's freaking the fuck out. Who wouldn't? I mean, his bedroom window, he's looking out and the streets are full of ghosts. Dead people. So he literally comes for Scrooge again. This is horrifying. horrifying. And Scrooge jumps into bed like a wee baby. And hides. And then he's awoken by the ghost of Christmas past. He is a... a, Like, a two and a half foot candle. I would say he's pretty scary. Yeah. He's a scary candle. He does this twitch thing that really... He does a weird twitch. You know the crackhead twitch? Where they just oh, they are can't you guys help it. from Tampa too? <laughs> just drive down Nebraska Avenue in Tampa you'll and you'll see, see it. The candle is doing it. Yeah. So anyway, the ghost of Christmas past, basically a scary two foot floating mm-hmm. candle, Ooh, like whisper talk, with a head on top that's on fire and it's whisper talking, and he gets like on the bed with 
Scrooge is gonna like have some rubbing sexy, all of us. Sexy time before they go showing. It's not sexy. It's very uncomfortable. But it anyway, is, he takes him to the past. Mm-hmm. And he takes him to his school where he went to school as a boy. Right. Where apparently his parents left him for the holidays all Just, the time. All the, yeah. Incredibly awkward. He was the only person there. Kind of sucks. But one year, his sister, Fan, or Fanny, Mm -hmm. I love the name. I'm here (laughs) for it, comes to take him home for Christmas. And she is so fucking excited. Yeah, she says, father's nicer now. (laughs) He had a good day, and I asked him if I could bring you home for Christmas. So apparently their dad is awful. It sounds like Scrooge's dad is not great. And he especially hates Scrooge. He hates him. Which is kind of weird to me because I'm assuming these are their only two children. And usually having an older son is good, especially like back then. You know what I mean? Like you wanted your yeah. eldest child to be a boy. He did not like him at all. And then the ghost reminds him, oh, didn't she have a son a son before she passed away? Yeah, weird. And Scrooge is like, yes, my nephew Fred, my only living relative and the creepy ghost of christmas past candle headed freak is like teases t remember that and the next he takes him a little bit further on mm-hmm. in his past to his first job which was at fezziwig i don't know what mr fezziwig did really either i'm gonna be honest i don't I don't know if they ever Well, really in the Muppets it. version, they owned a rubber chicken company, I'm pretty sure. So I'd like to think it's the same. Do you think it's exactly that in the um, <laughs> the Charles Dickens literary work? It's absolutely a rubber chicken company. Okay. Do you think they had this in 1843? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess it would have been before anyway, 1843. The ghost takes him to Fezziwig's, his mm-hmm. first apprenticeship, and it's Christmas, and they're having a party. Yeah. Who's Also, can we talk about how Scrooge was just a party animal? He was having a good time. He was kind of, yeah, he was having a great time. What a man. Mrs. Fezziwig lives to dance. That woman literally was floating. Literally. She was floating up in the air. It was magic. And then Ebenezer Scrooge dances with what I describe as a decent looking chick. I literally said dances with pretty girl at party. (laughs) But not, I didn't mean pretty to me. I meant pretty in like... He thinks she's Ebenezer pretty. Scrooge as a 19... We're going to say he's like 19, right? Yeah, that's when he's like first apprentice. apprenticeship. Yeah. Not really a looker. I mean... Is not Jim Carrey, I'll say that. He literally... Resembles looks- Jim Carrey, but is not Jim Carrey. Okay. Agree with me. Sure. He's scrawny. He is really scrawny. He's a pointy chin. He's bad hairline. I'm just hearing Jim Carrey. He's <laughs> dancing with a decent looking chick, which I think is Fezziwig's daughter. Is she? I don't know. No, because she says that her parents left her very poor when they died. So I think she but was that's just at like, that party. But that's like seven years later. The Fezziwigs could have croaked. I don't know. Anyway, irrelevant. She's just at this party. Okay. Did we ever hear her name in this one? I don't think so. Isn't it literally just like Mary or some shit? I don't know. Okay. So anyway, Ebenezer dances with said... Decent pretty girl. Decent pretty girl. <laughs> And fast forward a few years, and this uh, lady love of his comes to his loan office, (laughs) his office, and she leaves him because he's more in love with his money than she is with him, and she's basically like, would you still be with me if 
you met me today for the first time. If you met me today for the first time, and he's kind of like, every time I ask a man a serious question, they can't fucking answer me. Yeah, so she gets upset because she asks him all these hard-hitting questions, and he just doesn't answer. No, they're not hard-hitting. They should be very easy No, I agree. To him, they're hard-hitting. He just cannot answer them. And she's like, I'm like, I don't have a dowry. If we were to get married, we'd both still be poor. Like, you're not going to get anything from my dead fucking parents. And you know what sis says? I'm ready to go. Ebenezer, I release release you. you. Oh my God, what a bad bitch. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that when guys just start being annoying or I don't really like them and I just... I release you. I release you. Goodbye. Yeah. She's basically like, if you met me today as a poor woman with no rich parents and you were in the financial straits that you are in now as an up-and-coming businessman, you would not choose to love me and therefore... We're done. Goodbye. I hope she married a nice tan horseman or something. Go off, sis. I release you. I love her. Best breakup ever. And then Scrooge gets upset at having to watch um, his lady love leave him again. Uh And he, I don't know what to call it, the candle put a louder thing that you put over a candle flame. Extinguisher? Sure. But it's a little metal thing. It's like like a triangle. It literally looks like a... Cheerleader. Things yeah, cheerleaders yes. hold. Yes, yes. You know what I was talking about. Um, So he literally just grabs that because I guess this little flame dude has just been carrying this this whole time. I don't know if I just didn't notice or if he, he was just carrying it. it the whole time. Okay, great. Um, So he takes it from little candle dude's hands and shoves it onto his head and is trying to put him out and extinguish him. And it's horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Then he shoots off like a rocket, bro. And he goes flying. He almost makes it to the moon, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then he falls. Just lands in his room. <laughs> to his bedroom floor, yeah. yeah. So the ghost of Christmas past uh, had enough. So next up. I don't think he had enough. He was. He was done. <laughs> he was extinguished. He was done. <laughs> next up is the ghost of Christmas present, which Scary. is my favorite. Scary. Oh, you think he's scary? The laugh has got to go. He loves clocks. He loves to laugh. Loves food. He sits on a pile of food. It's basically me. I don't love clocks, but I can add it to my repertoire if I need to because I I love the ghost of Christmas present. I literally wrote, dude won't stop laughing. It's spooky. He's a big, (laughs) giant ginger with a hairy chest. That's your type. I'm literally so into him. And he kind of looks a little bit like Jim Carrey. So He's perfect. (laughs) I think I found your type. Your exact your exact type. So uh, he's yeah. in a he's in a room in Ebenezer's house. Mm-hmm. It's filled with clocks and Ebenezer's furniture, and he's sitting on a pile of food. Yeah, and he says that he has one thousand eight hundred and forty-two brothers, to be exact. Do you know what that means? Is that how many Christmases have passed? Because it's eighteen forty-three. How did you see? It took me three. <laughs> Because if you hadn't have told me the year, it would have taken me a little bit longer, but I do know that it's his brother. Because in the movie, he said, he I, have eight, I have 1,842 brothers, and I was like, that's a lot of brothers. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, because he says, I have 1,800 brothers. He says 1,842 to be exact. And he literally lives for that one night. Like he only he, lives one night. So they all that's live why I can't for find, Christmas Eve. That's why I can't find my baby daddy. Christmas Eve. Because he only lives for one night. You gotta find him on my Christmas Eve. Hairy chested, ginger, food loving, boisterous laughing baby daddy only lives for one night. I'm sorry. This is a crime. It's is illegal. That, was that the other fun fact? That was the other fun <laughs> fact that I was like, I read it and I was like, 
oh, it all makes sense? No. No, I, I knew that. So I didn't anyway, know that, but subconsciously. He la- he's just laughing mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot of laughing. It's a little spooky. And then at one point, he just throws down a tassel of his robe, and he's like, touch my robe. Touch me. Touch my shit. Hold on to my shit. Yeah, bro. And then... The fucking floor just disappears. The floor turns clear. Yeah. But all the furniture is still still sitting on it. On it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they start to travel through time. Yeah, he's holding, like, what is the thing they use in the Olympics? (laughs) Torch. He has, like, a giant torch, which is very, very bright at the beginning, and then as his life starts to end, it starts to go out more. But um, he's holding that, and he starts just spinning it around, just, and that's he's just, just like literally moving them. Also just laughing the entire time. It's horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, Santa Claus ho 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 laughing. It's like not meant to be scary, but it's a little no, bit I think scary. Every single part of this movie is meant to be <laughs> scary. What are you talking so, about? The furniture is getting tossed around. But the floor is still invisible. So the chairs and the tables are sliding across this invisible floor. And they start to travel through the town. And they go to Bob Cratchit's house. Mm -hmm. And he shows them inside of the Cratchit's home where Martha, the oldest daughter of Bob Cratchit, came home. And they all decide that she should hide. Also, can we talk about how I think Mrs. Cratchit has some explaining to do when it comes to Miss Martha? Mrs. Cratchit is 5'1", and Bob Cratchit is 4'10". Yeah, you're being being very generous. Martha is 6'5". Yeah. Martha's approximately. A, Martha's a big ginger bitch. She does not belong to Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit is not the father of Martha. This is Maury, whatever it's Maury, called. Maury, and, Maury, And, um, Bob Cratchit, you are not the father. Bob Cratchit, you are not the father. No. Martha's a huge lady. She's literally not Anyway, Martha hides from Bob, mm-hmm. and the children run in from the street. Well, they were going to get... The goose for dinner. Yes. How many children does Bob fucking have? Six, I think. Okay. So there's Martha, the the one daughter who was at home with mom. The the Mm -hmm. next oldest daughter. And then there's the two kids who come in from outside. And then... I think there is two... The guy who makes the goose. Mm -hmm. And then Tim. Okay, six kids. Yeah. Bob Cratchit, you poor, you should not have six kids. But also, I guess, like, 80% of your kids are going to die, so you should have a lot. But also, if you think about it, that means him and Miss Cratchit have a really healthy sex life because there was no condoms I or also birth think, control. Yeah, you just, you had eight kids and you hope three of them lived also. Right, I mean, one of their kids has polio, so. Yeah, that's Tiny Tim, in case you've never watched A Christmas <laughs> Carol. Martha hides. Bob Cratchit comes in, and they're like, oh, Martha couldn't make it to Christmas dinner. Sorry. But then she jumps out, and she's like, I couldn't stand it. You were, like, so sad. LOL. If tiny five-foot freaking Gary Oldman was sad, I wouldn't be able to stand it either. So. I mean, it was pretty sad. To be and fair. then the other older brother comes in with a goose, not a turkey. And Martha's like, gee, wish we had a fucking turkey. Too bad we have six kids and we're Bitch, broke as fuck. Are you kidding me? Be right. fucking grateful. They're homeless people. Remember those kids at the beginning who were begging for food? Bitch, that could be you. You have a whole ass goose and some pudding right. and stuff. You guys are fine. Chill out. And then Miss Cratchit refuses to toast the feast to Mr. Scrooge, but she right. will toast to his health for Bob's job's 
sake. So we can have a stupid goose. Also, the spirit says that Tiny Tim won't last much longer. And that upsets Scrooge a little bit because he's like, oh, he's, he's such a good kid. He wanted the people at church to see him because he wanted them to see a cripple. Right. To like show them, hey, life could be worse. We're all together and it's Christmas. So yeah, the spirit says that if things go unchanged in the Cratchit's life, that there's an empty chair with a crutch next to it with no owner. And the ghost of Christmas present says, well, if he is going to die, he better do it quickly. And, and decrease, decrease the surplus population. population. Eat your words, Ebenezer. <laughs> And you can just tell Scrooge feels like shit. Yeah, that's what, I think that's when it really hits him. It's Tiny Tim is the only part of this movie that matters. Um, so then the freaking spirit guy yes. swings his the ghost of Christmas present. What is it called again? A the hairy chest. Torch. King. The torch. He swings his torch again, and they go flying to Fred's holiday gathering. Yeah, his nephew Fred. Yeah, they're by playing. the way. The ghost of Christmas present mm-hmm. is getting older. Older by yeah, the his like ginger hair has some gray in it. He's forty five now. Yeah, he's, he's aging like, a little no, bit. He's like sixty three. Yeah, I was gonna say he's know. like aging quite he's a bit. Getting older. So. So they're playing a game at Fred's. Um, 20 questions. Yeah, essentially. Like 20 they're playing questions. 20 questions. And they're trying to guess something that lives in London that is an ass. It's an animal. And this lady stands up and she says, Oh, I know. It's your Uncle Scrooge. Was that good? Yeah, it was I've been good. practicing that. Thank you. It's not it's pretty sad, sad, but it's so sad because he's so sad and pathetic. Yeah. No, that's it for me. I feel really bad for him because he is such a sad... Yeah. He has a sad existence. He's alone. He thinks he's so rich and great, but he's just a sad, pathetic old man that people make fun of at parties. Yeah. And the, the spirit is still aging. He's getting older rapidly. and older. Like, rapidly now. And then the next spot they visit is the inside of a clock tower. And there's a creepy-ass hand that's just under the spirit's robe. I put robes. a dirty-ass hand. I feel <laughs> creepy-ass Glad we're on the same page um, It's, like, under the spirit's robe. And he's like, what is that under your robe there? What does he call it? A claw? Yeah. And he's like, it is a claw. And then he rips open his freaking robe. bare-chested. Yeah. And Love him. There's two children. <laughs> They're very dirty. And there's a boy and a girl. The boy is ignorance and the girl is want. And then the spirit says that um, his life is very short and it runs out at the last stroke of midnight and that's when the giant clock tower starts ringing its bell to ring to midnight and the ghost of christmas present begins to do what he loves to do Mm -hmm. which is laugh laugh hysterically while he's literally deteriorating before he turns into a skeleton and literally withers away it's horrifying ashes go away and then the ignorance grows up and becomes a prisoner and then what becomes a hooker Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But it's literally just showing, oh, there's no no prisons. There's no workhouses for these poor people to be sent to. Eat your, your word. Yes. Correct. Bitch. Um, In the clock tower, Scrooge is there freaking yeah. the fuck out because the ghost of Christmas present just became like a horror film right before his eyes. I mean, I'm not in that clock tower and I'm horrified. It was so, so scary. Spooky. And then Scrooge looks at his shadow, and then his shadow becomes a big, scary, grim reaper. Yeah, it's in, like, the shape of, like, a reaper. 
shadow. Mm-hmm. And Scrooge looks down at it and begins to talk to it. And he ushers this Grim Reaper looking spirit to lead him. And the, this is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And he does not like to be hurried. He jumps out of the floor. Yeah. And it's horrifying. It is literally so it's scary. A, it's literally a jump scare. Like if imagine yes. see okay, this is the part, this whole part from here until this spirit is no longer um there, that any part of this in IMAX 3D would be terrifying. So basically he's tossed into a scene with men talking about someone's death and they're mocking the deceased. They're kind of laughing at him. They're laughing at him. We all know it's about Ebenezer, who is dead in the present. The shadow returns. It's Scrooge's shadow, but so it's I taken think, the form of the Grim Reaper. Right. So I think what it is, because they, I mean, I kind of allude to it a little bit, but what he's saying is, is if he doesn't change literally on this night, on this Christmas Eve night, he will die the next morning. Yeah. Like you. No, no, no. I think it's like the next year. Maybe it's the, I don't think it's the next morning. Yeah. You think so? Yes. I genuinely think that that's the whole thing is that they're like, if, no. if by the end of this, you don't feel like you can be changed. You gonna then, die, bitch. Then you will be dead tomorrow morning. So anyway, the shadow returns. Ebenezer's shadow, which is also the ghost of Christmas yet to come, and it is also the Grim Reaper mm-hmm. style character. Mm-hmm. And he points to a shadow of a horse-drawn carriage. Nope. And then the horse slowly creeps out of the shadow. Yeah. And it's a black mass. And opens his red eyes. Horrifying. And then leaps at Ebenezer. With a carriage. With and a horse-drawn carriage I'm pretty him. sure it's like a hearse. It's it chasing It's literally him. so horrifying. Basically, death is chasing, chasing him. down Ebenezer Yeah, Scrooge. again, saying what I said, he will be dead by morning. Ebenezer Scrooge, at this point, is getting smaller and smaller and smaller as and he smaller runs. as he runs away from death, essentially. He ends up in a sewer, and then he crawls onto a snowy street, and the carriage finds him again. Mm-hmm. He starts to run, and he slides on a bottle, like a medicine bottle, because yeah. he's that small at this point. And he slides into a grate and narrowly misses death's grip again. Mm-hmm. This part is just so cinematically pleasing and has so much but so horrifying detail yeah and is also so horrifying mm-hmm. at the same time yeah mm-hmm. i love this scene and then he's on an icicle that he slams into and he basically falls into the bag of his maid mm-hmm. and she is off to sell his curtains his sheets and literally the shirt from his dead and body and the shirt off of his corpse the maid is speaking with another man, the man that she's selling off his last items to. Right. And the man sees a rat behind Scrooge, who, again, is like the size. He's smaller than, than the rat. Of the rat. Mm-hmm. He's tiny. And he goes to hit the rat and flings Scrooge back into his own bedroom. Correct. Where Scrooge is lying in his bed covered in a sheet. Yeah. And but he doesn't realize it's him. He kind of knows it's him. I think he's in denial. He's in it, his sure. own bed and, and there's a dead man in his bed. So he right. kind of figures out that it's him. And then the ghost brings him to the Cratchit house, Bob mm-hmm. Cratchit's home, where they are mourning Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tim. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say at this point, Kat and I were both sobbing. Sobbing mm-hmm. like bibbas. Yeah, we sure were. It's really sad. Nothing makes me more sad than Tiny Tim dying of polio. I don't know why. 
Nothing makes me cry on this planet, but for some reason, Tiny Tim dying makes me cry really hard. Also, just Gar- Tiny Gary Oldman being sad also makes me just sad. Just baby so. Gary Oldman. Literally. Having a bad time. Yeah. So he looks to the Grim Reaper slash the ghost of Christmas. Yet to come. Yet to come. Mm-hmm. And asks, is this the certain future or can I can change, I change it? this? The ghost of Christmas yet to come brings him to... A very snowy, stormy gravesite. And again, Ebenezer is like, Is this the certain future? Or cannot change? At this point, he's losing his shit. Yeah. So this is when it kind of solidified for me my theory that if he doesn't change by the end of all of this, he dies tomorrow because they show the grave and it is Ebenezer's grave and it shows the date that he was born and the year he was born. And then it shows the date that he dies is December 25th, but then the year is covered by snow. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's trying to like hint to him You're going to die on Christmas Day eventually. But if it is tomorrow or 10 years from now, that's up to you. That's that's you can change that literally right now. But if you don't change who you are in your mentality and the way you look at life, your life literally will end in the next couple hours and you will be dead tomorrow. And you're saying all that and the ghost of Christmas present. You know what he's saying? He's saying nothing. He's just pointing. He's just fucking pointing with his scary, bony fingers. At this point, Ebenezer has kind of figured it out. He's like, shit, I need to change. Or I'm going to die. But he's standing in front of his own grave, and the ground starts to swallow him. <sighs> and then the ground nope. opens up. Nope. And then six feet below, you see a coffin. a coffin. And it's empty. And then it starts to drop and drop and drop. And then it starts to get black lit in like red light. Scary. And it starts to get lower and lower and lower. This movie is it's so if scary. He, I think if he was still so unfeeling at this, this is when he would have dropped into the grave and it would have, you know what I'm saying? And then he would have been dead. He would have died. Yeah. Because it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes, man. Oh, you're so deep. Yeah, uh, man. I didn't figure this out. <laughs> this is so see, I but see, I love stuff like this. I love the the fact that the he was meaning so freaked out and like shit, 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 shit. Yeah, he was like need to fix instead this. of being like I don't. Yeah, he could he could have still been at the end and like fuck Tiny Tim, fuck Fred, fuck the Cratchits, and just fuck fucking fallen Mrs. into the grave. Yeah. And then he would have been dead. Did I just blow your mind? A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. So then, the ghost of Christmas yet to come has had enough Mm. and kind of just yeets him into his own grave. And he starts falling and falling and falling and falling and he falls into the coffin, which is made of wood. But then, the wood turns into the hardwood flooring of his his bedroom. And he's hanging from his bed curtains. And he gets himself together Mm -hmm. and he stands up. Yeah. He's dancing around his room. He's laughing like a sociopath. Like the ghost of Christmas present? Yes. Yeah. And he opens up the window and he yells down to a boy on the street and he says, What day is it? <laughs> and the boy says, As Christmas, you dumb the piece of fuck shit. It was an old man. It's the most important day of the year. And that's when he's like, Holy shit, they did it in one night. Instead of having three nights, mm-hmm. the ghosts. Of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. Did it all in one night. But also they probably just time traveled because they're ghosts and they can do what they want. 
And then he's like, oh, my God, it's Christmas. Yeah, so then he tells this little boy with a sleigh. Sled? Sled? Sled. Sled? Okay. We don't come from snow. I'm sorry if we're yeah, stupid. We're from Florida. Like, we're born from and raised. The sand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he tells the little boy, hey, is that big turkey still in the window down at the butcher shop? And the guy's like, the one that's bigger than me? Yeah, dude, it sure is. And he's like, go oh, buy it and I'll pay you. Also, I guess this is where I was confused because it, what is this child buying this turkey with? Like, he just, just goes to the butcher and is like, Ebenezer Scrooge, three feet down the road wants to buy this big And the ass butcher turkey. would probably laugh at him because the butcher's probably like, Scrooge has never bought a turkey well, for me before. I mean, he brings... Yeah. The turkey. He does. He sends the little boy who he gives like 20 shillings to or what the fuck Whatever ever. it is. I don't know. And the butcher to... To the Cratchits. Bob Cratchit mm-hmm. to bring them the turkey. And he goes downstairs. He's still in his jammies, by the way. Yeah. So this is really weird. It's 20 degrees outside and he's in his jammies. And Mrs. Dilber, his <laughs> maid... Who, in the premonition of the future, stole his shit. Literally steals the off his dead shirt body. off his dead body. He's like, oh my god, Mrs. Dilber, what's up? Merry Christmas! She Which literally is, says he's lost his mind, he's gone crazy, and she runs screaming. Best choice she's made that day. I don't know what else she did that day, but I would say that that's pretty accurate. Probably stolen something else from his house, I would bet. I hope he starts paying her more. Um. Then Scrooge goes outside, and he's literally walking around town in his house coat and slippers, mm-hmm. which, um, alright. He's, like, holding on to the back of a carriage and, like, sliding in the snow and, like, playing with children and shit. Um, so he runs into the charity man and the he's, charity like... charity organizer. Whatever. Charity man. And he's, like, yo, you know what? I really hope that you met your goal yesterday. But either way, and then he whispers in his ear, I'm going to assume some ungodly amount of money. Ten tuppence. Oh my God, amazing. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I'm assuming it's a large sum of money. And the guy's face is literally like, you're the best. Thanks, my dude. And this is the part of the movie Mm -hmm. that made me sob. I don't know why. With the carolers? But he walks by the carolers again, and they start to murmur. And then they kind of cut off as he walks by. And he finishes their verse. And then like, throws some money in their little He hat. goes into, like, he full body finishes that song from his toes. And they're like, oh, thank you. They don't really know how to act. They but. don't finish their song, though, and they fucking run off with that money. Because they're like, if this man's going to come back and take it back, I'm going to be out of here. It's my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. And then he heads to his nephew. Yeah. So Fred's fast forwards, I'm assuming, to later that evening. Because he's no longer in his house coat and slippers. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Fred's party after all. And they're about to actually say that Scrooge is the ass in London or whatever it is. And he walks in and everyone greets him with like open arms. And they're like, oh my God, so happy you're here. Like, Fred honestly. and Fred's friends are the realest people. I wish they were my friends. I know. They're the best. They're so cute. So then it goes to the next day. And they're in the loan office and <laughs> whatever it we is decided it's the loan office yeah <laughs> and scrooge is sitting there he's got his his little pocket watch and he's counting mm-hmm. down the time and he's like oh he's 16 minutes late and he's he's, he's playing bob a trick is on him 16 minutes yeah late. so bob comes running in and 
Scrooge is pretending like he's really angry. And then he's like, you know what I'm going to do because you're late? I'm going to give you a fucking raise. Verbatim. And yeah, that's a direct (laughs) quote, both from the book and the movie. And Cratchit literally does not know what is happening. Mm. He doesn't know what to do. He just is staring at him. And Scrooge is like, Merry Christmas. I'm going to help you and your family. You're going to get a raise. I'm also just going to help your family because I'm feeling nice. Um, And also, I'm going to send you out to buy more coal so I'm not freezing in this fucking draft ass building and sends crash it outside with a handful of tuppence and then Bob finishes out the movie. He's like Scrooge is the tits. Yeah, him him and Tiny Tim become BFFs. Timmy doesn't die. No. I'm assuming he gets like good medical care. Is Is the most like when did the the cure for polio like become a thing? Did he You mean the vaccine that people okay it's called a vaccine. Yes. They might give you erectile dysfunction. But other than that... Which I'm not worried about. They have pills for that. But yeah, so then the end. Scrooge holds Christmas harder than any other motherfucker on this planet. The end. I don't even know where to put this because it is a Christmas movie. So I feel like it's kind of in... It's like own category. Okay, go. So I gave it an 8 out of 10. It is one of my favorites. Uh I just, the way I'm looking at it is I would rather watch Cinderella. So I put it under Cinderella. Okay. Um, But it is 110% over Pooh's Adventure Search for Christopher Robin. So it is currently on my number 17. It is a very good movie, though. With looking at it as a Christmas movie, I would give it a 10 out of 10, and it would be very high ranking for me. I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's you my do. favorite holiday. I love Halloween, but I'm sorry. Christmas tops Halloween for me. I love the feeling it gives me. I love A Christmas Carol. I love Jim Carrey. I love this version of this movie because it is both magical and scary Horrifying. at the same time, which uh-huh. is like something I really, really love. I am going to give it a 9 out of 10 because I love it so much. It's obviously not one of my favorite movies. Right. But it is a, a good one. very good freaking movie to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it at number five. I'm going to put it above Monsters, Inc. and right below Princess and the Frog. I love this movie so much. I love that for you. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim Man. All right. Tiny Gary Oldman. What are we watching next week? Okay, so I kind of fucked up in the fact that I told Melissa what movie I picked, so we're not going to have hints for this week. That's fine. But there is a fun fact with the movie that I picked. Last Christmas, we watched this movie, and Melissa and I sat there roasting the whole movie, and this is when we decided what our podcast was going to be. I this said was the start of we Cut should Wolf. have a podcast where we just roast movies. And Tragical was born. And that movie is Babes in Toyland. <laughs> The 1961 version. When I tell you this movie is full of woman mullets and weird, weird toys and children. And there's like a really rapey guy who steals the main girl. If you've never seen this movie, I'm very sorry to say it is so long. It is. It's almost two hours long, but it's how this podcast came to be. And I feel like it's a good one. I think that's a really good idea for our inaugural year of Tragical to do this movie. Yeah. Amen. And it's kind of Christmassy. Also, it's Christmas. It's Christmassy. This is our 25th episode, isn't it? Yeah, happy 25er. Yeah. I don't know what it means. Um, we can rent a car. Yeah, our podcast can rent a car now. 
But Patreon. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's in the show notes. I'm pointing down. None of you can see this, but yeah. Patreon in the show notes. We have new videos coming out once a month. You get... We're calling them merch boxes. Yes. They are gifts, though. You're fucking welcome. No, Bro. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. The second most helpful thing is... Rates and reviews. Rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, me, Facebook. Just slam yeah. your keyboard. Slam your forehead into your keyboard. Slam your forehead into your keyboard and leave a review. Can you do that on your phone? Is that, would it type anything? I guess it would. We love you. We love you guys so much. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know what else there is. I'm really sorry. Happy holidays. We're not even religious, so I mean, I don't. We don't, we we celebrate Christmas. The commercial holiday of Christmas. Oh my gosh, babes and Twilight. I'm so sorry. It just. These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical Podcast was created by Johnny the Alchemist on Instagram. Give him a like and a follow to see more of his insanely good artwork and to contact him for any of your artwork needs. The Tragical Podcast intro music was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact information can be found on his Instagram at Ja Reezy. J-A-H-R-E-E-Z-Y.